And real quick before we get started with today's episode of The Rise to the Top, today's episode is sponsored by our good friends at GoToMyPC by Citrix Online. You know, no secret now that a lot of us are working remotely, one of the key things being successful. You know, I mean, like, it used to be you had to schlep your laptop around with you, God knows what. Now you don't even need to do that right? You can just use your iPhone or iPad and you can access now all your files from your home computer and from your laptop. You know, you don't have to schlep it anywhere. So how do you do that? Well, with Go to My PC by Citrix, you can access everything from your Mac and PC, from your iPad and your iPhone, all your files on the go. So if you want to try it for free on me, 45 days, here's what you got to do. Download the free app, in the App Store, and then go over to go to mypc.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE for 45 days free. And also, a quick reminder if you haven't already, enter your email below this episode or on the right side of the Rise at the Top, and you get to become a Rise VIP for free via email. And you're going to get surprises, VIP only content for badass people like you, extra commentary on episodes and tips to help you become more successful. That's what it's all about. And you're going to find out about all kinds of other cool things first in your email. And now here's today's episode. And welcome peeps to the rise to the top. I'm David Seitman Garland. And uh, oh, am I pumped about this today. So let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. As you've noticed it, uh, lately on the show, I've been doing it different types of mixes of content, a lot of how-to stuff, you know, very tactical things, and you guys have really enjoyed that. But I, I want to tell you about a new series that's by popular request and, and really the roots of the rise to the top since I've been doing this, you know, since 2008. Can you believe that? That is like old school style, if you will. Um, so here's the thing. that We're doing a new success series on the show that's going to start right now by, by popular request. It really started with the last show, but We'll just say right now. Uh, why, why are we talking success? Well, you know, here's the thing is that you never know where that next spark or life-changing idea will come from. You know, if you keep learning from successful people of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds, not only is it amazing to learn from those people that are successful in businesses, all types of businesses, but, you know, are successful with everything else as well. You know, relationships, health, happiness, lifestyle, all that kind of jazz. Um, because honestly, successful people are inspired by successful people. You know, you get ideas, you get fired up, you, you get to hear about things. It's like drinking like a hundred cups of coffee, uh, in one interview. So I, I've tracked down all kinds of interesting, successful people, um, for the success series on the rise to the top. We're still going to do more how to, we're going to have a whole mix of content as always, but you know, I always want to spice it up and get you guys going. You are going to love today's show. And if you don't love today's show, then there's something wrong with you or something. I don't know. Whatever. So bottom line is this. Zach Evanesh is joining me today. Zach has a heck of a story. He has built a brand um, around basically helping people uh, increase their strength. And, you know, um, he works with a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people that are underweight to increase their strength. Now, I don't care if you're into fitness. I don't care if you're into health. I don't care what you're into. But if you want to hear from someone that is extremely passionate, excited, has an interesting story, he's going to give you ideas, he's going to get you fired up, that is Zach Evan Esch. So without further ado, I don't even want to give away anything that's going to be happening in today's show because it's just a freaking blast with Zach. Um, lots to learn from and enjoy it right now on the rise to the top. All right, well, welcome everyone to the rise to the top. And I got a guy who's got multiple names like me. It's not just one, two names. We got three. Zach Evanesh joining me today on the rise to the top. What's up, Zach? How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, bro? And you're coming at us uh, live from beautiful, exotic New Jersey, right? Yeah, dude, I'm actually uh, in an area, you know, considered the Jersey Shore. <laughs> All right, nice, like, nice. No stereotypes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be jumping to on this one. Now, first of all, I got to ask on this. Cool, you have a cool-ass name. Yeah, I'll give you the story. <laughs> you got to hear the story. There's got to be a story. Mine has a story, so yours has to have a story. I'll give you the two-minute story. It could actually take quite, quite a long time, so <clears throat> here it is. My father was born in Romania, and uh, his last name was Firestein. And uh, when he moved to he moved to Israel, um, I'm not sure what age he was, but I think it was like right before his teenage years. And he gets to Israel, and they're like Firestein, like what is this name? There's no such word as Firestein. Your name's gonna be Firestone. So when you translate it to uh, Hebrew, that's Evanesh. So then when we uh, moved to uh, the states, they uh, you know they do whatever they want with your with your name in the mid 70s. So they're like, they're like okay, we're gonna hyphenate your name, and that's that, and like see you later. So it like. <laughs> 
we always laugh. We're like, man, dude, people just did whatever the hell they wanted with your name back in the day. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and you're a member of the tribe then as well, like me, huh? That's right, dude, tribe member. Remember the tribe with three names. There's just not a huge amount. You know what I mean? I got to tell you, we're, we're in a special uh, category there. So tell us a little bit about your background. Before we get into like business stuff, whatever. So yeah. you grew up, at, grew up in New Jersey. Grew up in New Jersey. Moved to New Jersey, I think, when I was like four. Yeah. And um, we grew up in a, uh, is a big town called Edison. You which, can I put um, my feet up, by the way? I feel like putting my feet up today. Yeah. I don't know why. Feet. It's kind of awkward, but I'm just going to do it. It's awesome. All right, there we go. So this town in Edison is actually where Gary V grew up. Except Gary oh yeah, Chuck. He grew up um, <clears throat> on the north end of town. I grew up on the uh, south end of town. And uh, I think like uh, Time Magazine or one of those magazines like ranked it as like one of the uh, like top places to like live and raise your kids. So I remember when I like saw that I like went on the uh, <laughs> I went on the website and I said. Who, uh, whoever like came up with that one was uh, drunk and like uh, high at the same time <laughs> and blind. <laughs> yeah. So um, I uh, grew up in Edison and uh, did my undergrad as a health and phys ed teacher and became a teacher in Edison. And I taught for uh, eleven years. <clears throat> and round about my, uh, I think it was my fifth year. Um, I was coaching wrestling. I was involved in wrestling, but around my fifth year, I had a uh, major knee surgery. I tore my ACL. It was my second knee surgery, and I was a diehard um, wrestler, wrestling coach, and I was always into bodybuilding and lifting, but I had always had all these setbacks from injuries. <clears throat> so that fifth uh, year teaching after I got my injury and the surgery, I remember I had this like uh, moment where I said, I'm going to commit to training wrestlers to get them to avoid like all the mistakes I've ever made, Got all the it. pain I've gone through. And I remember thinking that like while I was on the hospital bed right before I went in for surgery. Got done with surgery and I immediately got home and you and I were talking about Ryan Lee and I was uh, Googling all the time. Uh, I don't even know if Google was out back then to be honest Something. with you. It sounds about right. It sounds I was about doing right. something at the time and I was, uh, the big buzzword was functional training. So I was uh, researching all this stuff, and uh, everything was uh, – the training styles around that 2005-2004 era were, like, doing things on one foot, doing all the stuff on, like, a stability ball. You needed, like, all this exotic equipment. And I did not have – I was in debt at the time, serious debt. I had no money. Right. And I said, that's it. I want to train uh, wrestlers. And when I was living with my parents – their backyard had like all these stones lined across. So um, eBay had just come out at the time. It was like used to get crazy gems on eBay for dirt cheap. Right. And a Gold's Gym in New Jersey had uh, switched locations and they were selling all this stuff. So I told this kid in the neighborhood, I said, hey, bro, I go, if you borrow your dad's truck and help me go get all this equipment, I'll train you for the summer. So we went. We loaded up his truck. The truck was like bottoming out on Route 1. We had the hazards on. I remember we bought, I bought the equipment from, uh, it was stored in like a barn. And there was like chickens and goats running around. And nice. I, was, oh, I, I remember like being real. Uh, that like really kind of hit me because the guy was a business owner. And he had just like, he was kind of just like living his own lifestyle, doing whatever the hell he wanted. And uh, that kind of like struck me in a business sense. And training-wise, I started training this kid for free along with a couple other kids out of my dad's garage for five bucks a workout. Mm -hmm. Five bucks. So Big money, babe. But you know what? I got to tell you, it feels good, though, when, when you're earning it for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't care it if it's was, seven cents, like, when you start. It's like, you're like, I made this on my own doing something that's pretty cool, you know? It's cool if you're, like, 10 years old, but I was, uh, like, 25 yeah. <laughs> So... I was training dudes for five bucks an hour, and then I remember one day I said, uh, I was like, I'm going to raise my prices. I don't know, 15 bucks an hour. And I'll never forget the first kid that signed up. I was like, that's right, baby, $15 an hour. Big money. Hey, you gave yourself so, a like 200% raise there. So I did. So I, uh, it all started in um, the backyard, and I really went full force into, um, <clears throat> I had like finally turned this corner of understanding that I could get paid for this thing that I love to do and I had this mission and years before that I would just always train people for free 
all the time. I'd mm-hmm. be like at the gym all day, and my dad would say to me, he's like, where were you all day? I was like, I worked out, and then I trained people. He's like, ah, did you get paid? And I said, no, I love it. I'll, I do it for free. I'll n- always tell people because I'll never forget it. He goes, you're a shitty businessman. And he just like, <laughs> he just walked away. So I always laughed at that, and I didn't know really what to do about it. But something kind of hit me. And I started turning the corner. I saw that guy who had the barn, this huge backyard. Uh, he had like a pond. He had animals roaming around. And he owned a, um, a body shop for, you know, auto okay. repair. So uh, at the time, look, looking all the time online, Ryan Lee was purely in the fitness industry. And he had multiple membership sites. And I joined his training website, his business website. And everything I learned on like business, I just took action with it. So uh, the first foray for me into learning business was he had a course. It was 97 bucks. I was scared out of my wits to invest in it because I had to forward money from my credit card into my bank account because I was so far in debt. Right, right. I was sweating bullets, but he had this guarantee that was like this 100% guarantee. If you don't like it, you could return it. I was like, look at this crazy guy. I was like, he's telling me I can return it. I was like, I'm probably going to return this thing. And I get the three ring binder, all the CDs. And every day, this was during the summer. So because I was a teacher, I had the summer off. My job was working, you know, training these kids. I put his CDs in the uh, stereo and I would take notes. And every time he'd say something, be like, pause. If it said, go to this place to buy a website, I bought the website. He taught me about starting my niche, and uh, it just all came together. So from the get-go, at least at that point, I understood to leverage my training with online. So I immediately, you know, created my own website. My parents had a digital camera that was like, dude, I'm looking for something here. It was like the size of a brick. Right. Like a Zach Zach Morris phone from like Saved by the Bell, like that that kind of style. It was huge. And uh, he's like telling us to leverage our time, leverage our <clears throat> everything we do. So I would take photos of our workouts in the in my parents' backyard, but I didn't know even how to adjust like the resolution. Right. So I would fit like three to five pictures on the camera, finish that workout, load it on the computer. Each picture was like huge. I didn't know how to adjust anything, but in a real short time, I created my first ebook while training. Uh, wrestlers and one basketball player out of my uh, parents' house. And then we'd also do things like my knee was so busted, I'd ride my bike. The kids would jog behind me. We'd go to this totally like uh, blue collar playground in like a real, you know, beat up area where there would be like no park rangers, nothing. There was like kids hanging out, smoking cigarettes. And we're out there like training, doing stuff, lifting stones, like climbing all over the playground equipment. They'd follow me on my bike. We'd train there. They'd follow me back. I basically trained anywhere that I could using anything because I couldn't afford all this fancy stuff that was online. So I was using, like, my uh, environment. And uh, people were starting to, like, see that because I was doing – I would write articles. Um, I was contacting websites, any fitness website offering to do an interview for them. I would email, call anything, and I was just uh, – something hit me where I went to like hustle mode, and I did anything I could to get in front of who I wanted to work with. So I wanted to work with wrestlers and like MMA fighters. I contacted every right. MMA website the internet could find. And same thing with wrestling in New Jersey – there were something like 20-something wrestling clubs listed. Mm-hmm. They had the phone numbers. I, I, I st- sat there in front of the computer, and I just dialed one after the other, calling each and every wrestling club. And I think there was 27. I remember it was just shy of 30. Yeah. And two guys called me back. And essentially, I told them, I go, I'll come to your wrestling club for free. I go, if you don't like me in the first 10 minutes, kick me out. I'll leave. But I go, I guarantee I'm going to blow your mind with this stuff that I could do with the wrestlers. And the first one that I did, it was on a it was on a weeknight that I had to go to this wrestling club. The night before, 
I like created a bunch of like word documents with like wrestling pictures, wrestling workouts, all that stuff. And I took it to a Kinko's. I was there at like 3 a.m. <laughs> and uh, whatever amount of money I had, I used that money to make a bunch of three ring binders. And I still have this bag here. <laughs> this is like my original bag yeah. that I would take to the uh, wrestling clubs. It would be filled with three ring binders. And I would sell those three ring binders for like 15 bucks, $20. And I would essentially tell the parents, I'd say, I've got a workout manual here for you. <clears throat> I called it Combat Grappler. I said, your kids could be able to train. They're going to get stronger. I just like told them all these things. Then you had like parents like writing me checks. Wow. <laughs> me like cash. And it was like the beginning of this movement. And I've always stuck to my roots with um, the wrestling. And that was in, um, I was doing that before my business was even like an LLC. So that may have been like 2003, maybe 2004. And I still to this day go back and, and go to these wrestling clubs, train them for free. I don't sell stuff out of my uh, out of my uh, out, of, out of your out of your bag anymore, huh? No, well, you know it's funny. By the way, take a breath. I mean, I, you just got through that entire story. I don't think you breathed one time, and that was super impressive. And because you're so passionate about it, it's like unbelievable. I love it. And I just sit back here. I'm just literally feet up, relaxing here because it's a heck of a story. Let me just recap a couple things here, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this stuff. Is that grew up same t same town, Gary V, right? Yep. Now, unlike Gary V, you seem more like me, and, and again, this is, this is what I think on this. You weren't necessarily that, like, born entrepreneur selling, like, you know, having 107 lemonade stands. I'm the same, I was the same way. Like, I wasn't one of those people that came up like, God, I love selling. I love entrepreneurship. I can't wait to own my business when I'm, like, 18 or something. That was not yeah. me either. So you, you, take, you take the, you know, grow up, go, go to school. Uh, you, you work in teaching, but you've had this kind of love and passion, I, I, not only for fitness, but, but specifically for kind of what you call this old school training and, and this uh, underground strength and, and working specifically with wrestlers and things like that. Um, you, and then your moment of inspiration, and this is, I find this interesting because everyone's got one of these and it's just kind of cool, is you spotted this dude with the barn, right? Like you got yeah. this guy and the guy, you're like, you're like, wait a minute, this guy works for himself? This guy's got like horses and goats and shit or whatever it was. And, and you know, that was your, was that your kind of like, I don't want to say aha moment of here's my business idea, but it was more of like the moment of, okay, you know what? I need to go and be a business for myself because look what this guy's doing, right? Is that kind of, is that kind of yeah. fair assessment? He owned, he owned his life. When I saw that, he even had like, his house was kind of like a, a road, like a dirt road situated behind all the other homes. And he like posted his own street sign. And when we went into his barn to get all the weights, there was like chickens or roosters in there. He had like a old, you know, hot rod. He had a Harley Davidson in there. And I remember to this day, a big goal of mine is to get a gym and put it in a barn. So something with that kind of just really um, hit me hard. And, um, you know, he was doing, the guy loved to work on cars. He was, you know, like a handy kind of guy. And he just moved towards that. And when I started um, really, I think, succeeding in my business was actually a couple of years ago, I hired Gary for a, a business console. Oh, <laughs> you, you hired Gary V. Yeah. And by and the way, let me preface this. And I want yeah. to hear about this because this is interesting. Um, because it seems like this is a reoccurring theme with you is that you're like, you know what, I am going to not only, I'm going to buy, you know, get training and education, which the top people always do, you know, to become yep. successful. I'm going to invest, even if it hurts a little bit, I'm going to invest in it. But it seems that what, you, what separates you from people that maybe are not so successful, I don't care what niche or whatever business it is, it's like, you're, you're like, you know what, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to learn it. And then I'm going to F and do it. Yeah. Right. People forget that third step. People are like, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to maybe learn it. And then I'm going to complain or not do anything or it's just going to go on a shelf or do something like that. Yeah. It seems like what you said with the Ryan Lee thing before, you're like, okay, I hire Ryan. I'm putting that in quotes, meaning you got one of his programs, you know, early on for $97. Boom. <clears throat> you learn it. You implement it. Tell us a little bit about the Gary V. You said you hired him for a consult. Yeah. Um, this, was, this was before I left teaching. It may have been like a year or two before I resigned. So how, how many um, years ago was that? We're, we're recording this in 2012. 
Yeah. Um, this would I, be. So I think uh, I took a leave of absence for a year. And this June will be two years resigned, three years gone. Okay. So I guess 09. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. 09. Because I started teaching in like September of 98. Yeah. So I did 11 years. So Gary had done an interview with Yannick Silver. Yep. I, dude, you're right. Like what you say is I bought every product Ryan sold. And whenever he would sell it, he told me I was always like in the first 10 people to like buy it. So right. he was doing a tele-seminar, boom. So I was a member of Yannick Silver's uh, Underground Secret Society newsletter. Yep. He interviewed Gary V, and I never would listen to the radio in my car. Always CDs, CDs of business, CDs of like autobiography, and uh, another trait and, of successful people, by the way. Yeah. So um, it he resonated with me because he spoke about um, not being like a real skilled guy technically or, or you know, technology-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was very like raw. And I was like, man, I felt like here was a guy giving me permission to be myself. Because before that, the guys that were succeeding had these websites that were being built. I used to spend my teacher salary on web design. Some dude, you know, it was like 200 bucks an hour right. for web Dude, there was no WordPress blog. There was none of that understood, stuff. Understood. Understood. Yeah. HTML. So um, I Googled Gary V after that interview, and I was harassing him. I like got his email. I filled out contact form, and I was like, dude, I need to uh, hire you for consulting. There was no work with me link on his site. Nothing. He emailed me back. He's like, he's like, dude, I'm expensive. He's like, you don't understand. I'm expensive. Right. I emailed him back. First thing I said was. Big deal. How much is it? Whatever I invest. Can I guess, I, by the way? You don't have to. Yeah. But this was 2000. I know Gary well. But yeah. Gary also had this very similar influence on me. So 2009, I, and I have no idea. I, 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 my guess would be, was that before VaynerMedia came out? Yes. Oh, yeah. That okay. was before VaynerMedia came out. He was still heavily working. Um, he had just started Wine Library maybe a year before that, winelibrary.tv. No, it was, uh, if it was – he started Wine Library, I think, in 2006, 2007. Oh, yeah, he started earlier. So, but, like, three yeah. years. But, but uh, I'm going to say it's like – I'm going to say it was like 5000 bucks. He was going to make it – this is how it went. He, we emailed back and forth, and he, I think he was testing me to see if I'm just, like, another guy saying – Right, because oh, you get a bunch I, of bullshit requests a day. I'm sure he gets a bunch of bullshit requests like, a day. He's like, maybe this guy wants to pay me, like, 250 bucks. So I understand that if I could get one idea from somebody, a big idea, dude, that could be six figures, more. It could be more. Absolutely. So I was like, I personally thought he's going to charge me several, several thousand dollars. So I go, dude, I don't care what it is. I said, I have the money. I go, if it's, I go, whatever it is, I'll make 10 times back in the first 30 days. That's my rule. Invest in something. Return investment has to be 10 times within 30 days. Does that always happen? No. So he goes, dude, he tells me it's 10 grand. Then he like, for some odd reason, he like dropped it. Right. <laughs> and then we were exchanging emails. And then on that final email, he goes, he goes, can I curse on this show or no? Oh, dude, I, I've cursed like 18 times. Since started. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So he goes, uh, he's like, fuck this. You're awesome, dude. He's like $3,000. I go, perfect. I'll meet you. He was going to do his book signing at Costco for oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. For, uh, for, for Crush It when it came out. Crush It in 2009, yes. yeah. So not crush it, the one with his wines. Like oh, it was uh, – yeah, it was like – I forgot the name of it, but it was like – 101 wines or so something like wines that. Wines to like delight and yes. dazzle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I said, uh, you're going to be doing a book signing at Costco in Edison, New Jersey. I go, my gym is around the corner. I go, I'll meet you there. And um, he uh, – I remember when uh, I met him there, I had the check for him in an envelope. We like hugged it out, and I think he was like shocked that I did it. So he's like, oh, dude, we're going to do this real good. He's like, we'll do a couple hours. He's like, we'll go out to eat. I'll take you someplace to eat. We'll have wine. So check this out. I show up. I get to Gary's uh, place for our set date. Right. And um, I think my uh, my son had just been born. He, okay. he was born like two weeks before that. Oh, wow. Like, like just been born. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was our second child. So we were kind of like working around that schedule. I was like, dude, I just got to have my – Make sure my I'm not at your uh, business. Uh, we're not having a coaching meeting while my wife is going into labor. So I come to his uh, to wine library store, 
And you know that Jets helmet that he's always spitting into? Oh, yeah. I remember it because actually 2009 was the year that I met Gary at Wine Library TV or at Wine Library, went there, yeah. hauled a camera crew of freelancers across the street. Like I was like hauling like a tripod, like we got up there. So I know exactly what spit bucket you were referring to. So it was, yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to do was to make sure, see when, I, when uh, I tell people is that I respect their time. If somebody says we're gonna do a coaching call, it's 30 minutes. When I see that 30 minutes are over, I tell them, thanks, da da da. So uh, I come up, meet Gary. He's like, awesome, just give me a few minutes. And they, they were having some like crazy promo going on there. Right. So uh, Matt Sidemer, I don't know if you met Matt. Yeah, I know Matt, yeah. <clears throat> so Matt was there, and it was like they were about to have some big like event going on. Gary's like, ah, he's like all crazy and hyped up as always. We go next door to a, a Taco Bell. It's right next to his, uh, right next to Wine That's classy. Library. That is Dude, classy. Gary, Gary was hawking his watch. Bang, we started at 1 o'clock. I was like, oh, so much for Gary saying we're going like, to go out. He's like, dink, <laughs> stop watching. Yes. All right, let's go. Questions. Who's watching. got questions? Who's got yeah. questions? He was bugging out. So uh, he's like, you know, every other word was F-bombs. We're like high-fiving in the middle of Taco Bell. We're like, we're effing awesome. We're going right. to crush it. We're going to kill it. So – He's, he's basically going over all these things with me about what it's going to take for me <clears throat> to leave my teaching job and achieve what I wanted to do. And at the time, the fitness industry was very, everybody was doing the same. There was a couple people at the top and everybody was copying them. Long form sales letters, all these crazy long headlines, yeah, yeah, yeah. like hyped up BS. And deep down, <clears throat> I hated it. I couldn't stand it. It wasn't me. Being a teacher and being somebody who liked to kind of like be on stage and more of like a performer, he's like, fuck all these stupid long sales letters. He's like, fuck all these like ebooks and DVDs. He's like, that's bullshit. He's like, he's like, you know what that is? He's like, that's a sprint. He's like, you want long term success? <clears throat> he said, I want you to do video. <clears throat> I was like, oh, awesome. I love yeah. to do this. He goes, but you serious about it? He goes, you're going to do video every mother effing day. So I remember after our uh, meeting was over, and dude, we were done an hour on the fraction of the millisecond. Yeah, he's like, time. Yeah, <laughs> I got, yeah, right? He's like, time, peace out. <laughs> so I blog six to seven days uh, a week, never five, always six, sometimes seven. And uh, <clears throat> I did it for half a year. And I remember I, I called it the Underground Strength Show. And as soon as I did, I remember seeing like other guys in the fitness industry trying to do it. But what I learned from that meeting with Gary. Yeah, I was, was going to ask that, that what your kind of big, you know, $10,000, you know, $10, $3,000, dollars $8,000 moment was, you know? The moment was be you. Yep. Stop trying to be everybody else. Be fucking Zach Evanesh, period. End of story. And he did you know, ingrained that I had to work hard and I was going to have to work till 1 a.m. And that would become 2 a.m., which would become 3 a.m. And, you know, he ingrained all the hustle in me. You know, he spoke about, of course, the branding. But I think the biggest green light for me, and I tell it to everybody, is when you copy, you're nothing. You're, yeah. you're not, you, you lose your own power. In fact, I'm reading this book, The uh, 50th Law by 50 Cent. Oh, I got to get, is it good? It's awesome. All right. And, We'll link and that up. Why don't we link that up in the show notes? Link that up. By 50 cent. All right, yeah. 50 cent. And normally, I like to get uh, books on audio. Yeah, now, like, listen to your car on. and stuff like that. Yeah. I love doing that, but <clears throat> the reading kind of like puts a little different in the head. And one of his things there is he says, you take away power from yourself when you try to copy other people. And when I saw people copying me, they were unsuccessful. Their YouTube had no views. Their site wasn't. Right. They weren't being themselves. And I remember Gary saying, not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to resonate with you. Some people will hate you. He's like, but be you and start doing more of your live events. He asked me what was my most profitable thing as well as the thing I love to do. I said, dude, I love running my certifications. I love kind of being in my gym where it's like hot and there's no air conditioning and Though, <clears throat> so that was the big aha moment was be me, stick to what I love. I know it's so cliche, but look, I took it to the extreme level. I wasn't like, oh, this is what I love. 
Like I was like, motherfuckers, this is underground strength. This is what it's about. If you ain't with me, then you're out in the stands watching me and we're kicking your ass. I did it with the gym. I did it with the online business. And since then, <clears throat> that was the big break for my business. But there was one thing that I disagreed with Gary on. Okay. That I, uh, that I talked to coaches about this. And I, being that I was in Edison with the gym, he's like, who the fuck's in Edison? What the fuck's going on in Edison? He's like, nothing. He's like, you need to be training bigger name people so that you're viewed as somebody. He's like, if you want to walk into a restaurant like Oprah does and people recognize them, you know, like um, there's celebrity trainers like Gunnar uh, Peterson. Yeah, or, or actually uh, I've, ha I've had Valerie Waters on my show before. Who, who's she's awesome. Like, yeah, she's, who's a rock star. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yes. But Valerie lives in LA. Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So Gary's like, dude. And uh, I remember speaking to Valerie about this before I even met Gary. And she's like, <clears throat> if you're going to train big name people, you got to be in New York City or out in L.A. You got to just be in those big cities. Fair. Well, Gary's like, dude, what the fuck's going on in Edison? I said, I train wrestlers. I train athletes. And I needed to make a certain amount of dollars to replace my teaching salary. I had when uh, the year that I met Gary, my teaching salary was going on maximum pay. Mm -hmm. which was just shy of six figures, believe it or not. It was really? 94.3. Pretty damn good for, te for, for teaching. That's huge for, for teaching. teaching. I mean, that's big. Yeah. yeah. That was big, and especially me at the time being kind of like newer, like my business was just starting to pick up. I mean, it was a, it was a tough time to actually think of leaving. Sure. Here I am maxed out. I take care of all the health insurance. So Gary said that I should move my gym to North Jersey near the border of Manhattan and I should be trying to train pro athletes and um, he said to me during the day he's like why don't you just train like these you know stay-at-home moms these housewives that have all this money and back then none of these like housewives in New Jersey was they on weren't on TV yet but they were right. around <laughs> yeah. that is that is a very lucrative um, that is a very lucrative uh, population sure that yeah I, mean, I know in St. Louis I know uh, where I'm, where where I'm here yeah. is that there's there's gyms and and friends of mine that are dominate that market, and it's very profitable market. Obviously, yeah, it's a huge market. And I said to him, I won't do it. It's not who you love. To work he was with, taken aback. He goes, "What?" I go, "Dude, I've spent all these years, you know, doing shit I don't love. The last few years of teaching." The whole, you know, things changed in the administration and just, it wasn't fun. I said, dude, I refuse to do shit I don't love. I'm not, I'm never going to do that. Um, one year I taught in the middle school and it crushed me. Every Sunday night, I was like, fuck, I hated it that I'd be going to this place that I didn't like. I said, I'll only do what I love. And if that means it's going to take longer. And I had no desire to train a pro athlete. My whole mission was to help these kids that have no success, they're skinny, they're weak, they lack confidence. My mission was to change them, <clears throat> and I wasn't going to veer from it. And I remember, I always remember saying like to myself, that's where Gary was wrong with me, was saying, if I wanted to make the money, that's what I should do. But for me, I said, F that. I'm going to focus on everything that I love to do. And I remember seeing the look in his eyes, he really respected the fact that I said, if I'm going to have to take a little bit longer to just train the athletes and that's it, that's who I want to work with, then that's what I'm going to do. So I'm so glad I stuck that out. And now, you know, I, I never forget him telling me to just be me because whenever I speak in public at like uh, seminars and whatnot, every product I make, like I stopped caring about what everybody else does. I stopped looking at other websites. I stopped, you know, trying to do – I just said – I'm me, Zach Evnesh, period. This is the underground. And uh, when I started doing that, I just evolved as a much better uh, business person. And it's just everything from there changed and skyrocketed. And unfortunately, people, they're like afraid to be themselves. They're always studying what everybody else does, and it will sabotage you. Right. And you know what's interesting about that, and I get it, and, and also, by the way, by having you go on camera and doing those different things like that, it certainly helps bring out your personality. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's definitely one of those things like that. Just it's incredible how over time you become more and more real on camera. But uh, be that as it may, I find this interesting because 
a lot of people would have said something similar to Gary, right? Like a lot of people would have said the one that you disagreed on I'm talking about. So meaning yeah. would have said, you know what, Zach, that's awesome. I'm really glad that you like the wrestlers and these people. But you know what, you're not going to make any money doing that. So, you, you know, you need to go into these other markets, uh, you know, uh, the, the MILFs market, the uh, – the, uh, <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> I just said that. The, you know, oh, the, uh, that was the, awesome. Let's just be funny. If I, I, I guarantee you we're going to get some comments on that one in a good way. It's not a family show. In a good way. Um, uh, the, the, like, come on, let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. We've got, uh, we got the MILFs market. You have the celebrity market. Yep. You've got the athletic market. <clears throat> Bottom line is those are all markets where people are going to recommend because they say, okay, those are the people that can pay the highest prices. Those are the people that have – the highest net worth, whatever. Okay. This is, translates to many other types of things. I mean, yes. you know, other types of businesses, people are always like, you know, that's a great idea. I'm really glad that you're passionate about blank. Okay. But you can't make money unless you serve blank, which isn't necessarily your passion, but you said F it. I'm going to do it. Yep. And now is the proof in the pudding. I mean, have you, has this been, have you proven in your in your world here, that that, yeah. that has been the right move in terms of you know uh, happiness and also success, you know, in terms of financially as well for you. Yeah. So a year after that is when I took my leave of absence, and um, my we have two kids. My wife stopped uh, working when our our son was born, so I support everything from the health insurance to you name it. It's you. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, we actually moved out of Edison, and I'll tell you what, like that house in Edison was rebuilt from all just the money from the work, and now we moved to a beautiful area down by the beach. The success is there, but I never say, dude, I worked my ass off. We've had many downs. It's been tough, but I always was myself. I always innovated, and I always came back to doing what worked and what I loved. If... <clears throat> Anybody who tries to do something that they don't love to do, they won't win. So our gym is known for taking weak kids who have no confidence, have very little success, transforming them. But I've learned how to leverage everything. So whatever I do in the gym is created into online products, online membership sites, certifications, seminars. My business knowledge is you know leveraged into business courses for my niche. And I'm really good at listening to what other people want and telling me what they want and what they need. And that's, you know, how I create it. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm so glad I didn't listen to Gary and move my gym near <clears throat> North Jersey. I don't want to train stay-at-home moms. I want, like, to train, you know, the way I like to train is, like, what you saw in Rocky Four and the way Mickey right. and Apollo treated Rocky. Like, that's how I am. And even to this day, even, like, business people in the fitness industry are like, you can't get in the trenches. You can't do that. You know, I am a little bit less in the trenches in my gym. I'm not in there five, six days a week, but that's what I love to do. That's where my passion and my energy and my ideas come from. When I'm in there working with the guys, um, <clears throat> that's something that will be very tough for me to leave. But if you just do what you love, Yes, you know, there's a lot of things to doing what you love to creating it into a success. I've done a hundred things to make it successful. It's not just, hey, right. do what you love. It's raining now. It's, it's uh, raining money. <laughs> right. The money fairy comes in, drops yeah. it in. Um, but, you know, it, you know it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because it, it seems that, uh, again, a reoccurring theme here because I always like to try to pick apart successful people and figure out, you know, what makes them tick and things like that. When, when, you're, when you're a top you know, fitness athlete and doing strength training and stuff like that. It's all about action, right? It's getting to the gym and, you know, getting it done and staying consistent and, you know, all these different things and a little bit of sacrifice or a lot of bit of sacrifice, depending on how you look at sure. it. Um, and, and there's these different things. Same thing kind of with the business. It's taking action again, all these different things. Now, is this something that with you was just like an innate thing? Like, you're just like, I do it. I just go in. That's me. Um, you know what I mean? Or, or is it something that you kind of developed over time as you got more excited about stuff? Because, you know, some people get stuck in that, in that phase of like, you know, uh, non-action takers don't win. But then people look at people with high energy, high action, high functioning and saying that also, God, that, 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 that they must have like some drugs or some crap they're on because that's yeah. not me. I mean, like, how do you look at that? Somebody said that to me once. They came to the cert. They're like, 
how do you have all this energy? Do you drink a lot of coffee? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm just fucking crazy. Because <laughs> when I'm in what I'm doing, it's like, ah, I'm nuts. So I learned um, when I was in high school, I wrestled. And the one thing that I learned over everything was work your ass off, work hard, outwork everybody. But then I learned that working hard didn't really guarantee success because I didn't have the right mindset. I didn't, you know, have the success type mindset. I didn't know how to rebound from uh, setbacks. So through failure, through working so hard and still not achieving success, it's a failure if you don't like, you know, learn from it. I learned that I needed a better mindset and I, I, there's a lot of, you know, little intricacies to that. I work my butt off and I have the right mindset. You know, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. If something quote unquote bad happens, I rebound, I turn the bad into a good, I leverage everything. So you could work as hard as you want, but a lot of people confuse hard work with strategic work. Everything I do has a purpose towards growing the business. Every single thing I do is strategic and allows me to multiply my efforts. And I think that's where people need to, you know, really focus. It's kind of, I guess, like the Brendan Bouchard model where I remember him saying uh, in one of his, uh, uh, I was listening to an interview with him on I Love Marketing, and he goes, if you don't know how to do anything else, be excited about what you're talking about because people will get fired up when you're fired up. And I was like, damn, that saved me because. It's so true. It's so true, man. It's so So true. true. I was not, I was always excited and passionate about the things I was doing. And uh, I didn't realize it, but I've learned that people are gravitated towards that. They love people that will lift them up. And I think that's why people loved Gary is that he wasn't like on Wine Library and he's like, oh, let's sip, you know. Yeah, he's, this like, he's not like, he's not like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's just like, blah. Yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, yeah he's, he's out. Like, I mean, oh, he's that tastes, yeah. Top. Yeah, and people yeah, he's gravitate. Like, oh, that tastes like old gym socks. He's like, what the hell? Don't buy. You know, he says it straight up. He was just passionate about what he did. He worked hard. He leveraged everything. He had thick skin. There's plenty of people that hated, you know, what he was doing, but he didn't care. He had a mission. And um, he calls it DNA. But Ryan Lee told me years, years ago when Ryan lived in Florida, when he was starting up his supplement company, <clears throat> we were having dinner at his house. And uh, he said, uh, he goes, I don't think you're going to be happy, Zach, until you open a gym. He goes, I think you were put on this earth to make people strong. And what people need to ask themselves are, like, why were you put on this earth? Seriously, what's your mission? Why were you put on this earth? When I see that somebody has a mission to help people, they succeed. Brandon Burchard's mission is to help people um, learn how to use the things that they love how to do, what they really know how to do, and how to teach them to others. He's excited about helping others achieve success. When I'm, you know, I know my unique ability and where that lies I know why I'm put on this earth, and I move always in that direction at high, high speed. And um, there are certainly times where I hit road bumps and stumbling blocks, but I keep charging. And I don't care what the haters think. All I care about is who I'm helping and what they need from me. Yeah, one last question on this, and then actually I want to find out what you have going on next. We'll give some people some links. We'll wrap it all up. But, you know, you mentioned that the stumbling blocks, right, and the failures. Everyone's going to face that just the way it goes, right? Everyone, everyone also deals with it a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Like something might happen. They might go freaking punch a bag, like curse it in the world and then move on. Some people just, it rolls right off the back. There's like, and then they move on. You know, other people, it freaking beats them down for a while. They have to like do it. How do you deal with it? Like, do you have a consistent way of dealing with, and this could be anything. It could be that, um, you know, your ebook, didn't do so great. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, the website crashes. You can't figure it out. Um, 20 members quit the gym. Uh, you know, uh, the financing for something fell through. What, I don't care what the failure is. Do you have a consistent way that you sort of deal with it? I mean, is it like just beat the shit out of a random person and then go back in? Or what do you, what do, you do? I love beating the shit out of random people. Why not? <laughs> That's what I do. No, <laughs> I go back to my roots, which is leveraging those things. So I remember you just said like, you ever have like an ebook that flopped or a DVD that flopped? Well, I keep all those things, all those products, and I always find a way to repackage things, get them out in a way that I could help people, and I use speed. 
I take fast wow. action because what's in the past is done. I can't go, there's no time machine. I can't go back and fix it. And, and I just leverage the power of technology, which is video. So quick example is we've been having a lot of problems with our fulfillment company. Okay. Not shipping orders, late, right, right, right. not yeah. fulfilling full orders. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to leverage technology. I see everybody all the time on phones. Right, right, right. I said, I'm going to just go with downloadable of everything, and I'm going to be fast. Before we got on, I did like a six-minute video that was used to be for – it was a physical product, and I just gave it a rundown. I said, yo, guys, here we are. I just, I just be myself, and I crank exactly what I am, and I speak from the heart. That tends to win for me. And um, I just followed, you know, the basic premise of honesty, integrity, commitment, and work ethic. I'm really good at rebounding when things don't work. Don't focus on what didn't work because it will – the thing about time is we could never gain it back. So what's in the past is over. Now you have this opportunity to fix things. So when things don't go well, I just go back to my roots. So I, I'm fast with things. I leverage technology. Let's say it's the gym. Then I go back to my roots. I always say to myself, what helps me grow the gym? I got to get in front of people and prove what we do. I get back to the wrestling clubs. I do it for free. I connect with the coaches, offer to come in and help any of their people. It always brings back people to me. And really, in the grand scheme of things, in a nutshell, what that comes down to is who are you helping? Who are you serving? Sure. And, and really, on a deeper level is who's are you changing lives? So if I want more success, I need to change more lives, and I need to bleed my passion out and help them do things. And I think that, you know, you just got to look at what works for you. Yeah. So for me, a lot of video blogging, doing a you know, ton of videos. So anybody here who has had a setback, that's done and over with. What can you learn from it? Take one, two, maybe three things, and always remember that things are not truly failures if unless you don't refuse to if you refuse to learn from it so if a product flops guaranteed it could be a real cool bonus for another time down the road or it could be added on to something i've had many products um that just wrong time wrong place wasn't in my heart chose right. the right thing sure. to do and those were the early years when you're making those right. mistakes so uh you know i'm a fast action taker and i'm telling you the biggest thing that just helps Get back to my roots and just being true to my heart. You gotta have integrity because people are gonna do business with who they know, like, and trust. Write that shit down. If people don't trust you, they don't like you, you know, they're not gonna want to do business with you. That's why you need to open up and uh, just be you. Yeah, totally agree. And also, I want to add a note on that on on failures is that I think a lot of people draw lines in the sand when they have a failure, that that entire thing was a failure when it might not be true. So let me give an example. So let's say you have a product that comes out, doesn't do so well. There's a lot of people that are like, well, products don't work. You know, let's say uh, someone uh, has a partnership, doesn't go so well in business. Partnerships don't work. Do you know what I mean? And they draw that like line where it's they like- generalize. You know, right, as opposed to, you know what? Maybe that product could be shifted a little bit. Maybe it was the delivery. Maybe it was- these different things that you can edit, not the actual like big thing. It's like imagine if you if you started one business, the business didn't go well at all. You like lose your money and you walk around town saying starting your own business doesn't work. Okay, it's ridiculous, but a lot of people do that. So and and, I, and I'm guilty of that too, by the way, in certain points of time where I like something didn't work and I'm like, well, that just doesn't work. You know what I mean? And sometimes sure. it's, it's the pivot or the small shift and not necessarily the massive go 100% yes. the other way. So I, I wanted to kind of add that antidote. That's so, for sure. So Zach, um, yeah. this has been awesome today. As we wrap up, I want to know, number one, what you have shaken next, and also yep. any links um, that you want people to go check out. They've been listening. They're like, I want to see more of this crazy bastard in action. Um, where can we send them? I will make sure that we link it all up in the show notes on the riseoftop.com as well. Cool. Two easy places. Um, my blog has just, it's like a library of stuff. You can use the search function. Go to undergroundstrength.tv. Okay. That's very easy. And hit me up on Facebook, which is uh, zachsfanpage.com. Z-A-C-H-S. Dot com. So undergroundstrength.tv and yep. also zachsfanpage.com. Dot com. And Zach, by the way, in, in case you don't know 
how we spell in today. It's Z-A-C-H, uh, fanspage.com. We're going to link that up below. And also, Zach, what do you ha- what, what's kind of like your, your thing that you're most excited about that's either that's next for you, that's coming up soon? Like just, you know, what do you got going? Dude, I know you got, you got to be excited is, about something. This is huge. And um, I'm doing my first ever underground strength conference. We're going to oh, have 50, 50 to 60 people there. And um, I brought in the speakers have either been through my certification um, except for one. So we've got a former Navy SEAL. We've got some of the most kick-ass strength coaches on the planet speaking. Um, They're going to be speaking about what I told you. What my premise to them was if you're going to speak, it's got to be honesty. Tell them the downs and the ups. Talk about life. Talk about training. And uh, we have a very, very, very... I can't, I can't announce it. I'm not going to announce it until we sell out, which we're close to selling out. We have an amazing speaker who's going to be coming in early Saturday morning, which would never, ever show up um, at a fitness conference at all. And the way this relationship came about with this guy was he saw that I'm somebody that was myself. I, was, uh, I had integrity, honesty. He really connected with that. We connected through um, the social media outlets. And, um, you know, when we get off the line, I'll tell you who that is. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as I hit end record, I want to know exactly but, who this um, is. But the bottom line is that the, uh, the relationship happened because I, oh, I was just myself. And I offered, you know, help him in any way possible as a friend. I wasn't like, can we do business, this, that. So when I speak with, you know, like Gary, whenever I speak with him, I'm always like, Gary, Oh, you hurt your back? Let me know if you want me to make you a video on how to make your back better. It's not like, Gary, if I make you this video, um, do this for me. Right. It's just being you. And uh, from this, um, from being me and creating the blog, this guy really connected with me. He's a a huge, huge celebrity, and he's going to be speaking Saturday morning to the coaches. And this is uh, a real unique this conference, you know, most conferences are all on the skill, like how to train and a little right. bit of business. This is about lifestyle. This is about like living the code. This is about being yourself. So I'm super excited to hold this conference um, and help cool. change the lives of those that show up. It's called the Underground Strength Conference. It's going to be pretty legit. Very cool. Well, now I got to end this right away because I got to find out who this person is um, and then not tell you guys. So that's the way it's going to go down. Uh, Zach, this has been a blast, my man. Awesome. Thanks so much for the time. I'm glad we, glad Thanks, we, bro. Glad we got it done finally. Yeah. <laughs> Later, guys. All right. This was Zach Evanish on the Rise to the Top. All those links linked up below. Also, the Rise VIP list. Make sure to enter your email. Get on there. You're getting to hear about all the shows, all that kind of good stuff. First, I will see you next time. I'm David Sight McGarland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And finally, just one more quick reminder here on go to my PC, get to try it free, download the app, get it for 45 days free here, go to my PC. All you got to do, download the apps, iPhone, iPad, whatever you want to do, visit go to mypc.com, click the try it free button and the promo code rise for 45 days free. And also one more final reminder, make sure to get on that VIP list if you want to be hearing about episodes first and all kinds of specials and tips and, and my VIPs know they get treated well. So for free, enter that up. It's uh, below in the show notes and on the right side of the rise to top.com.